0: Line. A long time ago, galaxy far, far away, the clone armies of the Republic are spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Welcome to the third installment of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, with me, your host, Michael Cohen. Uh, I am back on my own today, uh, Han Solo, if you will, Uh, and I'm going to talk about uh, the recent release of The Force Unleashed for the PS3, Xbox 360, Nintendo Wii, PS2, iPhone, Nintendo DS, and PSP. Uh, It came out on the 16th, that was this past Tuesday, and... uh, uh, it's pretty awesome, but, uh, but I'm going to leave that for, for the review, which is going to be in the weekly recap section this week. Um, and for now, I'm going to get into the news, because we've got some really cool stuff to talk about. Uh, Clone Wars has finally been announced uh, for the premiere dates for both Cartoon Network and CTV and Space in Canada. Uh, it premieres on October 3rd on Cartoon Network at 9 p.m., It'll be an hour premiere, which will be uh, the first two episodes of the series. And uh, from then on, each week, it'll be uh, a new episode, uh, and before that, we'll air uh, last week's episode. So it's kind of like, if you, if you miss a week, you'll, you'll be caught up right there. So, uh, so that's pretty awesome and uh, and it seems like CTV and Space are going to be doing the same thing because CTV has an hour blocked out for the Clone Wars uh, its premiere is slated for October 5th at 7pm on CTV and then it'll also be playing on uh, Fridays at 7pm on Space beginning October 10th so it seems like I won't have to wait that long uh, I'll be able to get the episodes out in a timely manner I was, I was a little bit worried that I would have to wait about a week to, uh, to watch it and then tell everybody about what I think. Uh, and thankfully, no, I only have to wait a couple extra days. Uh, so that's pretty exciting to finally know when that's going to be on uh, and to, ha- to be able to, uh, to block out that time each week on your calendar, which I'm sure that a lot of you will be. Um, that's really it for news. There's a few other things, but, uh, but I'll leave that for later. Uh, and hopefully come back and we can do another episode soon. Uh, And right now I'm going to get into my review of The Force Unleashed on PS3. Now, I I have a PS3, so that's the system that I played it on. Uh, I also have a Wii, but uh, I can only, unfortunately, pick it up on one system. So so this is going to be a review for the PS3. Uh, and if you have one of the other systems, my suggestion is to go to either IGN.com or OneUp.com, and uh, and read their full reviews because they they do pretty in-depth reviews and they're usually pretty good about it, uh, fairly unbiased. So so uh, if you have uh, an Xbox, a Wii, a PS2, iPhone, Nintendo DS, or PSP, uh, you can you can head over to either of those websites and check out their reviews. As well, you can go to CloneWarsPodcast.com, our website, and uh, and you can check out my full written review, uh, which will probably have a little bit more detail than, uh, than the review will in the episode here. Uh, so I'm going to get right into it. Uh, I'm going to start with the story. Uh, the story for this game was unbelievable. It was wicked. It totally blew my mind. Uh it it totally ties together uh the prequel trilogy and the uh and the classic trilogy. It's not as heavily connected to episode three as they kinda made it out to be, because you kinda you start the game, uh and you're right there at the end of episode three essentially. I mean it might have been a, a year or two later, maybe it's a few months later. Um, and you start as Darth Vader, which is pretty cool, because you have to play Vader. He's got all of his Force powers kind of, like, maxed out already to begin with. Um, you start on Kashyyyk, going after a rogue Jedi. And, uh, and that, that's pretty close to right after Episode 3. But then, immediately after that level, you take a jump forward probably about, I don't know, 18 years? <laughs> until, uh, until the Secret Apprentice is older. And uh, and then you pick up the story from there. So uh, uh, the connection to episode three is there, but it's not quite as strong. There's a few characters that that are holdovers from episode three. So I guess that's kind of where they're they're saying that because uh, I mean, Shock T is in the game, um, and uh, and if you have the Wii version, there's a there's some other characters in the, uh, in the dual mode. But, uh, but not really in the story um, I don't want to give away too much I don't want to spoil it so I'm not going to go too in depth on the story other than to say it's probably one of the best expanded universe stories since Shadows of the Empire um, not including I guess some of the Clone Wars books but the Clone Wars books kind of part of an overall story but, uh, but yeah uh, the best sort of standalone story since Shadows of the Empire, which is really cool, because a lot of the EU is kind of muddled these days. It's a little bit all over the place, in my opinion. But uh, but this is definitely a great story, and one that, that I mean, it was approved by George Lucas as official canon. So um, I'll put my personal stamp of approval. So it's uh, it's got the Mike's stamp of approval uh, for being... Uh, being True canon in the storyline because it doesn't screw anything up, it doesn't uh, it doesn't completely confuse you or like uh, like a lot of the other expanded universe st- stuff does, or even how the prequels confused a lot of us. Um, it it really just develops that time in between episode three and episode four, and uh, and sort of gives you a good foundation for the uh, the state of the galaxy in uh, the classic trilogy. Um, moving on from there, I will talk about the graphics, which are one word. Awesome. They are pretty much some of the best graphics on current gen systems. Um, the, uh, the euphoria engine, which, uh, which allows for the, uh, The realistic character animations of your enemies as you pick them up and throw them across levels uh they have sort of like a self-preservation instinct uh programmed into the artificial intelligence so when you uh when you're trying to uh to drag a guy across the ground he'll actually grab crates and other objects and even other characters so so you can actually use one stormtrooper to uh to grab onto another stormtrooper and then fling them both off of a cliff if you want to, which is pretty cool. And then, uh, and then there's also the uh, digital molecular matter, which is a pretty wicked feature of the game and pretty groundbreaking. Uh, excuse the pun on that one. Um, because what digital molecular matter does is it gives elements in the game, uh, real world physics, and not just in the sense that they have gravity or mass or weight, but that they are actually made up of different kinds of matter. So wood and trees actually splinter and will split into a million pieces like you would expect if you were to throw a huge force wrecking ball at them, you know. Um, Glass shatters into pieces, and it's not canned animation, so each time you do it You'll get a new experience, which is a really, really cool element to the game, uh, and probably one of my favorite parts of it. I can't tell you how many times I've thrown characters through glass sheets, and uh, and that first level is Darth Vader and Kashyyyk. You're just sort of everything's made of wood there, so everything just splinters into a million pieces. It's pretty wicked. Um, and then on top of that, on top of the two amazing technical aspects you've got just really great stunning visuals um, all of all of the environments are really just like lush, developed uh, detailed environments which is nice for a change because a lot of Star Wars games you kind of end up with the same tired old I don't know uh, recycled textures and that sort of thing and and although it has a very Star Wars feel, um, the environments seem new. Uh, you don't feel like you're just walking down the corridor of a Star Destroyer like we've seen in the movies, or a Death Star, or, or anything like that. Uh, what you feel like is is that you're in the Star Wars universe in locations you've never been before. Um, and definitely, I mean, we only got to see Felucia for a few minutes in Episode 3. And you get to really explore it in depth, which is a really cool aspect of it. Um, and there's a few surprises in there that you won't be expecting, uh, especially in, in the Felucia level. Um, and, and revisiting Felucia, because you actually end up going back. Um, that was kind of the only the only critique I had on that, was that uh, a couple of the levels kind of get reused. Um, Though one, one gets used, and then another one... It's a it's a different version. Uh, well, not different version. I think it's a different planet, but it's sort of the same sort of deal. Uh, and it's actually kind of it harkens back to Shadows of the Empire because there's a there's two junk planets that you go to, and uh, and they're just gigantic junkyards, uh, a lot like in in Shadows of the Empire when uh, I think I think you go to Ord Mantel and I think on Ord Mantel, uh it's, it's all just a garbage planet, and you go on the train there. And uh, and it's the same sort of feel. But, uh, but the great thing about those levels is that if you look for it, you will find pretty much every vehicle that's ever been in Star Wars that exists up to that point. I mean, there aren't X-Wings, there aren't Y-Wings in the junk piles, but that's because they don't exist. So you look around, and there's, uh, there's scattered throughout the levels, there's Jedi Starfighters, and there's, uh, there's Corellian Corvettes, and, uh, there's a Millennium Falcon sticking out of the side of, of the, uh, junk pile at one point. Um, so it's really cool. If you're a hardcore fan, and you really, you really enjoy that sort of thing, keep your eyes open when you're on those levels. Definitely if you've got, uh, sort of the, the newer gen consoles, like the, uh, the PS3 or the Xbox because they'll be easier to spot. Uh, on PS2, I don't know how how well you can pick that stuff out, and on DS and PSP, I'm sure it's not nearly as as exciting. But uh, but yeah, on the PS3, it's definitely cool to go through those levels and pick out uh, the the scraps out of the out of the junk piles. Um, but yeah, overall, the graphics are just really really impressive. Uh, definitely uh, a feat. Um in graphics technology and in video gaming, so so that's definitely a point uh towards how great the game is. Um, unfortunately, the gameplay is a little bit repetitive it it kinda uh, as much as each level has interactive elements, they they also don't I don't know there's a lack of consistency and uh and the enemies all seem pretty much the same. Um although like there's stormtroopers, there's rebels, there's uh these strange aliens on Felucia. Um and then there's ATSTs and there's a few different versions of the ATST. It would have been really cool if they would have thrown in some other imperial vehicles like uh like the hover tanks that we've seen in other games like Battlegrounds and, uh, and, uh, and all of the, the RTS, the real-time strategy games. Um, because there are a lot more vehicles in the Star Wars universe that they could have used. There weren't even any speeder bikes, which I'm kind of disappointed about. Because it would have been really cool to be able to, uh, to sort of grab a speeder bike with the force as it flies by and watch the trooper go flying off the front of it. Uh, and stuff like that. There really weren't any speeders. Um, and I mean, you go up against some TIE fighters, you go up against a Star Destroyer. There's some cool elements like that, but, I don't know, like, fighting the Star Destroyer is really one event, and it's kind of just pushing the same buttons, sort of thing. Uh, a little bit more variety in the enemies would have been cool. Um and would have maybe made it a little bit more interesting gameplay-wise. However, the variety of different things that you can do to defeat your opponents goes a long way in establishing uh, a variety of gameplay. So, um, if you're like me and you like to push every single button and see what it does, and sort of push each ability to its limit, uh, it's in there. But if if you're the type of person who gets comfortable with playing a game a certain way, um, you'll end up getting fairly bored of it, I think. Uh, so that's my suggestion, is just sort of push all of your Force abilities to the limit. See exactly what you are capable of. And uh, and it should keep the game fairly interesting. I mean, I've played through it twice, and I'm sort of going through it again to collect all of the, uh, the holocrons and all of the, the extras and goodies and stuff. But, uh, but I've maxed out all my Force powers, and, uh, and so I just kind of goof around, because um, I'm pretty much indestructible. <laughs> and uh, I just go through and, and see what I can do, what new stuff I can come up with, how, how much a, a trooper can take before, before they die, how high you can fling them in the air, that sort of thing. Um, and also on the gameplay aspect, there's uh, your Force abilities are sort of unlockable and upgradeable. Um, it's a cool idea, and it's a cool feature. It's definitely something that we've seen in other Star Wars video games, such as uh, Knights of the Old Republic. But uh, it's not nearly as in-depth. Uh, it's, it's a fairly shallow upgrade system. It's kind of like each force power has three levels to it, and as you go through the game, you get experience points for using your force powers in interesting ways. So the the more creative you can get with it, the more enemies you can take out with one with like sort of with one push of the button the higher uh, the higher your experience goes. And then you get orbs, force orbs in three different categories. Uh, force talents, force abilities or force powers, sorry and, uh, and force combos. The combos are for doing stuff like uh, chaining together your lightsaber lightning and uh, force push attacks. Uh, the force abilities, force powers, are things like your lightning, your force push, force repulse, which is sort of the where the the uh, the secret apprentice sort of kind of hovers in the air and just sort of does a force push in all directions. Um, lightsaber throw, which is obvious, and uh, and there's a lightning shield, which is kind of the shield that envelops you and. Uh, it makes you slightly damage resistant and later on you can upgrade it to attack your foes for you so it's kind of got like a uh, a tesla claw sort of uh, aspect to it um, where where the lightning bolts will just kind of arc out from your shield and kill the guys um and then your force talents are things like your, your, uh, your vitality and your uh, resistance, so um Your health meter, your force meter, um, how much damage you can take, or how resistant to damage you are, rather, Um, how much of your force powers get used for, or force your force energy gets used for every time you use a force power, Uh, stuff like that, and you can upgrade all of these things, but really, on one playthrough, I was almost maxed out, so... There's not a lot to go back, and it's not customizable. It's sort of like you just upgrade stuff. You can't really tailor your character to uh, to how you play. You can definitely, early on in the game, put your force points into things that will help you more, like uh, like putting it into your health and your resistance so that you can go up against the bigger enemies and they don't kill you right away. But uh, but really, as you get later on into the game, it's just sort of a matter of leveling everything off. Um, so that that could have been developed a little bit more, for my taste. But I'm the sort of person who goes into a game like Knights of the Old Republic and plays through it four or five different times to develop my Force powers in different branching trees. So... If you're not the type of person who's into that sort of thing... There's enough in there that it's interesting... And it's a cool development of your character... But if you're the type of guy like me... Or girl... Because girls play video games too... I respect that... Uh, But if you're the type of person that goes in... And and really sort of tweaks these things... To the nth degree... uh, You're not going to get a lot of enjoyment out of... the, uh, The upgrade and level up system... Um... So overall, really, what I have to say is that the Force powers are awesome, but they aren't customizable enough, uh, and the game's too short. Uh, those of you playing it on the, the Wii, you get dual mode, so uh, so you get continued enjoyment, which I'm a little bit jealous of, because I kind of just get to go back and play through the game. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the game's definitely too short. Um you get to the end, and although the story wraps itself up nicely, uh, you sort of feel like you, you just want to play more because it's, it's such a great game experience. Because you, you just want to keep going and go up against other things in Star Wars. Like, I mean, if you can take down a Star Destroyer, you could easily take down an AT-80, right? So, uh, there were definitely a lot more opportunities for them to do interesting stuff and they could have made the game a lot longer for, for as long as it took them to make the game. Um, the length of it was definitely disappointing. Um, so if you're like me and you devour games, $60 might be a little bit much. Um, but if, uh, if you can take your time on it, um, then, then it'll last you a little while. If you're the type of person that, that goes through games slowly, then it's definitely worth it. Uh, of course if you're a hardcore star wars fan like i am the 60 dollars isn't really that big of a deal uh you'll spend that on star wars figures in a month anyway so uh (laughs) switching it over to to a video game isn't that big of a deal um but if you're still on the fence even after this review or other people's reviews uh just wait because it'll definitely be a player's hits or player's choice whatever it is greatest hits um by next Christmas at the latest. And, uh, and you'll definitely be able to pick up, uh, used copies because there's a lot of people out there who play through a game and then just go and they trade it in. So you'll be able to get it for at least a little bit cheaper, like, $50, dollars I don't know how much, how much they discount used games these days. But, uh, but yeah, um, there's, there'll be other options out there to get it for cheaper later on down the road. So if you're patient, then, uh, then just wait it out. Wait for the price to go down a little bit. It's definitely a game worth having in your Star Wars collection if you're a Star Wars gamer, but it's not uh, the be-all, end-all of Star Wars games. Uh, That'll be the Knights of the Old Republic MMO that they're currently developing. Um, So, yeah, that's The Force Unleashed. Uh, I've got a bit of collecting news here, and I'm going to get into that. Uh, Wave 2 of the Clone Wars figures are on shelves in the States. They haven't quite made it up north but if you're close to the border like I am, then you've probably already got some of these characters. Uh, the Characters in the wave are Commander Cody, a Super Battle Droid, a clone pilot, and Ahsoka Tano. Um, I got Commander Cody. He's awesome. Totally wicked. The only critique I have on him is that his armor is clean, and the rest of the clone troopers so far have had sort of uh, scuffed up dirty armor. So he he looks kind of uh kind of preppy standing next to my other two clone troopers but uh but he's a good addition to uh to my clone legion and uh and a clone pilot is something that is sorely needed for all of these new vehicles that have been coming out. I mean oh they just don't put this guy out enough because in the movies and in the cartoon and everything it's always those the pilot which has the different helmet that sort of just rounded off on the top instead of having the vein down the back and has the yellow, the yellow deco to it um, and if you're uh, I, I don't know uh, I guess strict on your, uh, on your continuity with your action figures like I am then uh, you don't put regular clone troopers in the pilot seat of your, uh, of your gunship um, so it's nice to have these out there so that people can go out and pick out the Colum- pick up the clone pilots. Uh, that being said, they are hard to find. They're probably the shortest packed uh, on the shelves. So, um, if you see one, pick it up. And if you see two, pick them up. Pick both of them up because you need two for your Republic gunship. And later on, uh, Walmart's gonna have a Republic gunship that's got the cool uh, World War Two style uh, uh, pinup. Art on the side of the painted on the side of the gunship, so you're gonna want to have a full regiment of clone troopers as well as a couple of pilots for that. Uh, if you're a guy like me, at least, um, and a friend of mine picked up Ahsoka, and he he seemed pretty happy with her. So I'm my next one's gonna be the super battle droid because I really like the way that they look in the cartoon. Uh, they're sort of overly built up on the top and then really thin on the bottom, and I. It's, They just look really cool to me. So, uh, so check that out, keep your eyes open for that, and Wave 3 should probably be hitting shelves soon, uh, in the next month or so, probably right around the same time that the show, uh, airs. Um, and Wave 3, I believe, will be the last wave of movie figures, and after that, we'll start getting, uh, figures from the show, from, from the, uh, new characters from the show. So, Wave 3 will have characters like Dooku and, um... And I think Assage Ventress, sort of like a dark side, uh, uh set up there. And, and some more Clone Troopers and that sort of thing. Uh, and Wave 4 will have uh, Plo Koon. So, be excited for that. Um, other collecting news, Wizards of the Coast has two previews on their website of the new Clone Wars Miniatures set. Um, now, if you play the Star Wars Miniatures game, this is interesting to you. If you don't, uh, I used to play... Um, it's it's it can be fairly intense cuz there's a there's a pretty heavy collecting aspect to it um, they come in random boosters of it varies because sometimes they'll put out uh boosters that just have regular size figures and then they'll put out boosters that have huge figures which are sort of like these triple size figures of things like ATSTs and and uh that sort of thing but uh but the clone war sets just a regular set um so i think it's got something like like 12 figures in it and a bunch of those will be randoms or uh um well they're all random but a bunch of those will be commons and then you've got uncommons and then you've got a rare in every pack so um the rares are always kind of the most powerful figures they're your main characters like obi-wan and anakin and, and uh and boba fett and that sort of thing so they're the hardest to get um and the, the previews that they've got up right now are Yoda on Kaibuck, which looks pretty cool. Uh, General Grievous, Droid Army Commander, who they've had General Grievous before. They've had Yoda before as well, but now they've kind of got new abilities. And then there's an ARC Trooper Sniper. Um, and he looks pretty cool. He's sort of down on one knee, and he's got a big sniper rifle. Um, so yeah, if you're into the Clone Wars minis, Um, or into the Star Wars minis in general you can check that out at wizards.com on their website Uh, and then uh, oh here's the other thing the new Clone Wars comic book was released just uh, two Wednesdays ago it's a six issue miniseries uh, and uh, I picked it up Uh, I I don't really pick up a lot of the Star Wars comics but I figured I'd pick this up for you guys so that uh, I could give you a review and tell you if it's worth it or not um, for the three bucks, I think it is. The artwork's not that great. It's kinda, a little bit sloppy. But, uh, the story is pretty good. Uh, especially, uh, it's, it's very reminiscent of, of sort of the tone of the movie. And, uh, if you enjoyed the movie, you'll enjoy the comic book. Um, but it is just the beginning of a story. So don't expect it to sort of tie itself up by the end. Um, it's just, uh sort of it's the first issue of a six issue series so so expect that story to play out over six issues um yeah if you're into comics definitely check it out it's it's no uh walking dead or why the last man or anything like that but uh but it's it's definitely a fun star wars comic um so yeah check that out Uh, check out your local comic book store for that um, and that's the collecting news So now we will get into fan mail I got, I got mail from, uh, from An individual named Anthony Daly I hope it's Daly It might be Daly uh, he's From Australia And he says Hey I just wanted to say I love your podcast uh, Thank you very much Anthony uh, The Clone Wars movie was fantastic I think it was the best yet And I'm not some kid I'm 15 And thought the same way you did about the soundtrack it was awesome, and I'm definitely getting the soundtrack when it comes out in Australia. It's on iTunes, and it sounded sweet. We're both Kit Fisto fans, and I'm dying to see him in the new series. Actually, I went on this site, which had some spoilers from the visual guide, and uh, and he actually linked me up to that that uh, site with the spoilers uh, in the visual guide, and if you've got the visual guide, you've already seen this. And, uh, and from what it looks like, uh, Kit Fisto seems pretty awesome. He goes up against General Grievous, uh, so so that'll be pretty wicked to see. Uh, and then he continues to say, keep up the good work, and that's from Anthony. Uh, so thank you, Anthony, for, for writing in. Thank you for pointing me towards that Kit Fisto stuff. Uh, and along with that, uh, there's a little bit of news that I was sort of saving, uh, Kit Fisto news specifically. The rumor is, according to Wikipedia, now. Take that for what you will, because Wikipedia can be edited by anyone and anybody could have put it there. But, uh, Seth Green will apparently be voicing Kit Fisto. I don't know how to feel about this. Um, he actually does a lot of different cartoon voices, and he's a huge Star Wars fan. If you know anything about Robot Chicken, there's tons of Star Wars references, as well as a full Star Wars episode, uh, of Robot Chicken, which Seth Green Produces along with Seth MacFarlane from uh, from Family Guy, um, and obviously in Family Guy, there's tons of Star Wars references as well as a full Star Wars episode of that. Um, so so definitely he's got the respect for the material, but I don't I don't see his voice being the voice of Kit Fisto. Uh, he just he's kind of got a young sound to his voice, and uh, I don't know I don't think of Kit Fisto as being all that hip. I think of him as, I don't know, he's a Jedi, and Jedi are kind of all, uh, I don't know, I, I think of them all similar to Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and Yoda and Mace Windu, where they've kind of got this regal sound to their voice, um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what he does, I'm also a little bit wary, so, so we'll see how that goes, but thank you for the mail, uh, Anthony, and, uh, and now we will head into... Uh, uh, actually, I've got episode descriptions for the first two episodes now. Uh, these are taken from TV.com. Uh, and the first episode description... Uh, hopefully these aren't too spoilery. They just kind of give the, uh, the general uh, feeling of the episode. But episode one is titled Ambush. And the description says, uh, While the king of the planetary system Toydaria and Yoda are negotiating a new treaty, Asajj Ventress and the Separatist Droid Army attack. Uh, So that's pretty wicked. The first episode's about Yoda. Uh, Some people may have seen some clips. Well, not really clips, but just sort of um, images. Uh, Actually, there are a lot of clips from that episode in the trailer that's currently on the Cartoon Network site. And that's airing on Cartoon Network, which if you haven't seen that, look for it. Jump on jump on the Cartoon Network site, and they've got it on there. Uh, it's a pretty wicked trailer for the series, so that'll get you pumped if you're not already pumped like I am. Uh, and it's got some clips from that. And that one will be airing on October 3rd in the States on Cartoon Network, and October 5th in uh, in Canada on CTV. Um and then the second episode, which will also be airing the same day right after it, uh, is uh, called "Rising Malevolence," and the description says Anakin and Ahsoka have to save Jedi Master Plo Klo- Plo Koon and his clone troopers after the Separatist army uses their devastating new weapon. So, uh, a new super weapon is going to show up in that one which uh that's a that's totally a star wars thing i mean you've got the death star you've got Super Star destroyers the sun crusher the world devastators so so i'm excited to see what this new devastating weapon is uh and that like i said that airs right after uh ambush on october 3rd on cartoon network and october 5th on ctv so i am super psyched we are coming up uh it's sort of a countdown now i mean there's really two weeks left before these episodes come out and, uh, and I can't wait I am so excited to get into, uh, to get into some Star Wars and, and after that it'll be a weekly thing so, um, you might be able to expect a new episode before then, but if not I will definitely have one uh, the week after these episodes air cause like I said, I see them on the Sunday, after you guys see them on Friday in the States um, so expect it sometime during the week Probably Tuesday or Wednesday uh, That's when I'm hoping to have the episodes out um, I don't really have any other spoilers So, uh, so I'm going to skip that section There's not a lot to talk about uh, They keep things pretty under wraps So, uh, so just kind of leave that for now uh, And thank you guys for listening again uh, I'm getting tons of downloads Which I couldn't be happier about but not a lot of people are following on Twitter yet, and not a lot of people are in the Facebook group. So if you go to our website, the official website, CloneWarsPodcast.com, there's a section called the About section, and it's actually got links to Twitter, to the, uh, our, our account on Twitter, as well as the Facebook group. So um, you can head over there. It also has our we- our uh, email address, which you can email me at mcohen.com, uh, that's M-C-O-H-E-N at CloneWarsPodcast.com uh, and it's right on the site there. So, uh, yeah, and, and... I don't believe I forgot this all the way until the end. The website has officially launched. I finally finished it. I, I worked out the bugs. Uh, it was a real pain in the butt, but I got it working. So you guys can actually head over to the website and you can leave comments on episodes now as well as on news posts. And now that the website is fully functional... I'll probably be a little bit more active on it, uh, and post some news that you might not hear or, uh, that you might not get right away, uh, in the podcast. So, uh, definitely check that, check out the website, head over there, uh, push as many buttons as you can and try and break the website because, uh, I want to make sure that everything's fully functional for when the series itself launches, um as I'll be using it a lot more and hopefully you guys will too so uh, so hopefully we can work the bugs out of that in the next little bit so check out the website email me and tell me what you think about it uh, I've also got uh, a full written review of Force Unleashed on PS3 going up there uh, actually it should already be up um, and you can check that out and leave comments and email me and join the Facebook group please and follow us on Twitter And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next time.